it's night and day like it doesn't yeah. so I think for totally me that. like as a beginner I think you have to learn the form of the exercises you're doing Welcome back to episode three of the Overall Package podcast. You're here today with me, Gabby, one of your co-hosts, as well as Ashley and Allison. And so ladies, how was your week and how is your progress going in terms of bodybuilding? Who wants to go? (laughs) Uh, My week was really good. I, as if you listen to episode two, you'd know that I went under the knife last week. So I'm feeling quite a bit better every day. It's just like gotten better and better. So, and um, obviously we're taking some time off training right now, unfortunately. So I'm like a week into my rest time and I'm like already going freaking crazy, but I have five weeks um, until I can start training again. So I have my countdown on. It's November 24th. I can go back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I'm just trying to really stick to my macros while I'm healing up and trying to just rest and not let myself go too stir crazy, you know, about it. Like not think about it too much. Like I feel like I'm so small already, but I'm like, hey, no, it's okay. Is it six weeks off all training entirely? Yeah. They told me like not even like cardio for six weeks. That's crazy because sometimes we hear from some surgeons that say like after two weeks you can start doing walks again and things like that. But yeah, like I follow this uh, girl on Instagram and she was back to training after eight days, which is a little bit like I wouldn't even attempt that, like just knowing how I feel. But um, yeah long time but I'm I have like my um show chosen and picked out so um I have like my timeline already and yeah so hopefully like as soon as I'm healed up and ready I'm like back into training and getting ready to start prep not long after that so any hints for anyone listening as to what show that is or is it a secret no I I'll tell everybody I'm planning this is my plan right now. It could change, but as of right now, I'm planning to do the Van Isle showdown, um, to re-qualify. And then, um, and then that's, that's just where I'm stopped planning. Nice. (laughs) I got myself disappointed in the past with planning too many shows and I'm not doing that to myself again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How about you guys? Um, I had a good week. I, I've been doing, I've been doing really well with my macros and my like nutrition in general um and not even like uh I'm hitting my macros perfectly but more so that I just feel super super aligned with the way that I'm eating and the foods that I'm eating and I just feel so good I feel light on my feet Mm. like lighter on my feet I just feel so much better so obviously I'm in my off season um it's been a long it's going to be a long off season actually the longest I've ever had and I think I'm seven months post-show now and like my body only started feeling good six months post-show so like 
I'm like a month into like feeling like myself again and feeling good again. And I'm down like nine pounds from my heaviest this off season. So yeah, like that's a huge, I'm short. So like, that's a lot. So I feel really good. And I have one week left. I'm doing a six week training, just the training from one of my girlfriends, Azaria, who's a trainer as well. And she had a six week program. So I, I was just doing that just to like switch it up. And so there's only one week left and um, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to be writing my own like training split um, after this, which I'm like, yeah, which is kind of ties into our topic today, which is training for the bikini division. And it's uh, yeah, it will, we'll obviously get into it, but just with the way my body is and the way I gain muscle, like I, I don't get to program all the training I love to do mm-hmm. because I build muscle in certain areas way too easily, mm-hmm. but um, I'm really, really pumped actually to, to get back into that again. So yeah, overall, I'm just feeling really good and really healthy and just, yeah, it feels really nice. Like every post show is different and this one was not um, easy. And so it feels really good to like, feel like myself again. Yeah, no, that yeah. really matters. And I yeah. I think Ash and I have both kind of been along that journey, like with you post-show and it, it shows how, yeah, your body can take time and it's never going to be the same after every single show. So yeah, good yeah. for you keeping going with it, staying patient, all of that. <laughs> patience. Oh my God. Like seriously, the patience is the hardest one because sometimes you have no choice, but to just like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing my plan and keep eating my macros and keep fueling my body and just wait for it to start responding and feeling better again. And it took so, but yeah, so feeling really good this week. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's super relatable. Um, I'm not feeling good. (laughs) (laughs) I've been like dealing with a cold, so it's like nothing big, but I just like, I felt it after my midterms. I was like, I know I'm getting sick. You just know sometimes. And then Yeah. yeah, on like, guess it was like Sunday night it just hit me and like my throat was so sore and I'm like oh I can't even record with the ladies on Tuesday but it's okay I'm 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 doing fine now but yeah I got a little bit of cardio in still because I like to sweat it feels good in my body and hopefully tomorrow will be the day where I can lift again and feel like a plus so Yeah. yeah that's been my week I'm other than yeah this little setback I've been fairly consistent really having some good lifts really feeling a lot of engagement in my muscles which I'm sure we'll chat lots about too because some days it can feel like you're just going through the motions and you're not really you know feeling it and yeah I've recently I've I've been feeling it well and noticing changes in my physique as a result so super excited to see yeah what happens in for next year that's so exciting like for both of you guys I love that. I love that like things are moving and progressing because mm-hmm. it gets really frustrating when you feel like really stagnant and like oh yeah things aren't moving. You're like oh, it's frustrating. Yeah. So I'm happy for you. Thank you. And yeah, just to like touch on how bad my reverse was and everything. Like I actually can't even start prep yet. And it's seven months post-show, and I still have several months before my coach will even like let me start prep. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh. I was thinking about a show in April. He's like, nope, that's way too soon. So I'm like, oh, okay. What about May? He's like, nope, still too soon. And he said like, maybe in June. So I wanted to do the same show as you, the Vancouver Island showdown, but he's like, yeah. no, that's too soon. So I'm like, well, I, I respect, hey. so, I respect yeah. your coach, you know, telling you what's best for your body rather than like pushing you to do another show. So. Yeah. Cause you don't want to like damage anything further. Like, yeah. you know, what if you like, 
did that prep and like your body just like decides not to respond at all and you yeah, put it under like way too much stress you know yeah so Gabby yeah. what are you planning on doing um let's see <laughs> I think I'm aiming for a show around May a natural show BC Cup and then we'll see what happens after that but I'm hoping for a, um like a pro qualifier this year which will be my first time on national stage so oh, that will that's be so exciting, exciting actually yeah. yeah sweet well if you I'm like trying to hit all of the pro qualifiers in Canada like depending what happens so it'd be like a fun little adventure if like you know you guys did the same we go to Toronto and seeing there aren't too many in Canada I'm sure we all will be at the same three (laughs) we're gonna be at one at some point this year yeah Yeah. I actually probably have to do BC Cup as well if I if I want to be able to qualify for the natural nationals so like well there's also Van Regional Natural oh yeah right yeah and it's a whole month later which gives me like another month of off season yeah there are more more options now which is really good and then that one you can compete back to back like both days we'll see yeah yeah Sweet. okay should we get into our topic let's yeah. do it okay so we're talking about how to train for the bikini division specifically um which is probably the least i don't know i'm gonna say like the least exciting division to train for when it comes to like pushing heavy weights in the gym. Um, but it is very specified. Um, it's, it's not what it looks like from the outside, or it's not what it looks like to a male bodybuilder. Like it, it, it requires a lot of attention to detail. Um, and I, I find it like really fascinating now, like to just to see what it's transformed into for compared to what it used to be. So. Yeah. What, like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? You're not just training glutes like every day, seven days a week. Yeah. It's not, it's not what it used to be. It's not just like, okay, go on the treadmill for 20 minutes and do like some banded kickbacks. Like you do train like a bodybuilder, but just the movements you have select have to be like very catered to yeah, a the would... division and be your physique. So definitely your physique. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I fully agree with the statement that like we don't train like using heavy weights because like me personally with like my body, like I need to do that. I need like I need to push the weight or else I just don't see growth like at all. I've tried the volume training and I've tried like heavy overload and stuff like that. And like me personally, what works best is like just almost like moderate to lower reps and like heavy heavy as fuck yes I just meant we're not like a male bodybuilder where we're like deadlifting seven plates or like hack squatting like 10 plates on a regular basis like you know yeah but if you like if you like took their numbers and compared them to like a bodybuilder with like our weight and everything who knows maybe we are yeah that's true maybe maybe I've just been like unable to train quads for so long that like (laughs) I just forget what it even feels like so yeah so maybe let's dive into that because I am a hundred percent with you like I do understand what you are saying though with like not being able to train fully how you want to like one of my favorite things is squatting and I like I can't I can't implement that into my training I can't okay so like let's definitely like back it up in the sense of like what 
is bikini division looking for? So actually today we came across something that was like kind of perfect for this conversation. Um, I don't know if you can see here, but we have the beautiful Jen Dory. And for those of you who can't see, like everyone knows who she is. If you've been competing for a little while, she's our current Olympia champion. And one of the head pro judges was chatting um, or just put it on her story saying like, it's a balance, like that shape, balance, femininity, um, a healthy look, nothing extreme, everything flows. And she just presents like a really perfect balance in the end. So that's ultimately bikini has that sort of um, a direction to go in. And that is on her it will look different on every single person, what that balance looks like. Yeah, that's just it. Like it's, it's not, it's just not black and white really to say like that there's one way to approach bikini training. There are certainly universal ways that you probably shouldn't approach bikini training, but it's so physique dependent. Like, Mm -hmm. like Ashley was saying, like she's a hard gainer. And so she is pushing really fucking heavy weights and she's choosing like heavier compound moves. Whereas like for me, I can't even look at a squat rack without my quads growing. So like, I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard to say, but it's exactly what you just said, Gabby, like that the flow and the femininity and like the balanced X frame shape for your specific frame. Yeah. And like, maybe to break it down even a little bit more for people is like, you know, they want like a, a nice full, like almost like bubbly muscles. Like they want like nice full shoulders, a nice tight waist. They're looking for that X frame. Like you guys said, nice, high, tight glutes with a nice tie in. They don't want striations. So they want your conditioning to be lean, but nice and full and just really healthy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're looking for that femininity. And like, I feel like just like a full, like when I think of like the bikini overall package, I just always think about like fullness. Yeah. Full. And I, that's one thing that I was lacking last time was just, I felt I didn't have that fullness, you know, like the full hair, full, like nice skin. Like, you know, they really do look at that too. And like the full, just like everything, you know? Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. And it, it it's also like a healthiness, mm-hmm. like they're looking for healthy looking hair and they're looking for healthy looking skin and healthy looking nails. Like it's, it's no different than if you're walking down the street and you see someone that looks like they take care of themselves in every aspect, like your head yeah. turns, you notice that person mm-hmm. whose hair looks shiny and healthy and whose skin is glowing and who's in good shape. Like, you know, someone like that is going to turn heads and that's exactly what it is, is standing out in the lineup. Um, so your physique needs to look, yeah, healthy, essentially, even though you, yes, you are very lean and your calories can be very low. Um, so it's, but you can see the difference. You can see the difference between someone who is in a healthier state versus who isn't. And that even shows up with the way that you peak, the way that you're, conditioning reads on stage like the quality of your muscle reads on stage and everything too and like they they can really like see it in the face too you know Mm -hmm. like that really like sunken in face like you you don't really want that (laughs) it's tough like it happens but you need to be able to like fill back out you know Mm -hmm. yeah 
So when in terms of training, um, did you guys train differently before you got into um, bodybuilding or what did that look like for you both? Yeah, definitely. So as I touched on, I believe in episode one, um, or maybe episode two, I can't remember now, but I had a coach who I was with for four or five years. Um, and he had me training like a bodybuilder, honestly, like that split. Um, so I actually never trained glutes directly. Um, I was training my quads like two, three times a week. Um, and obviously like I was able to get pretty far, um, at the time because this was years ago and things were quite a bit different, like in the, in the industry, I guess the muscle development wasn't as much, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, I look back on pictures and like, it's definitely not what bikini is looking for at all. Like my quads were way too overpowering. Um, my glutes, they weren't high. Like I didn't have that top glute at all. Um, and yeah, I was just training for a dude essentially. (laughs) So, um, once I switched coaching uh, a few years ago, I got put on an actual like bikini split and I was like, damn, you know, like the difference it made for my physique and the difference in training too, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like lots of shoulders, lots of glutes, like I train glutes three times a week now. And that's how, you know, I had to switch to, to kind of like catch up on that balance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely trained differently before. And, um, if I continued training that way, like I would not do well in the division. So, yeah. Yeah. Allison. Um, before bodybuilding at all, I never had a sport. Like, like I said, I can't, can't play team sports, but I wanted to be athletic. So I just would run, go running and I would just do push-ups and sit-ups. And like, this is as a teenager, like, you know, 15 years old or so. And then I would go to the gym and I might do some curls. Um, and eventually when I started going to college, I started going to the gym more often and I would see what other people are doing. And I'd see like people doing lateral raises. So I would just like take the little five pounds and just put my arms like straight out like this <laughs> and just do lateral raises. Cause I thought that's what I had to do or, Um, but this was kind of before social media, like honestly, before Instagram was like really a thing. Um, and before anyone really knew about bikini and stuff. So I did train, but I don't even remember what I did. I think I just did stuff you would do in boot camps. Like, okay, I'll do some squats and then I'll do some burpees and then I'll do some lunges and I'll do some curls. Cause I, I didn't know what other like exercises to do really. It's like totally how I started. Yeah. And then I started using more machines and I started trying different things and, um, and I would go to this one gym that had like machine circuits. So like, oh, it yeah, was like, like that 30 minute, like, hits. yeah, 30 minutes. So you'd use a different machine and you would just do that a few rounds. And, uh, yeah. And I think like, I started to get more and more comfortable with it. Um, anyway, like, yeah, I hired a coach as well. Like, oh my gosh, like six years ago or something now. And, Um, I did his training for about two years and it was so high volume, like insanely high volume. Like I would be in the gym like two hours every time. 
like it would be like 14 exercises on a leg day or something crazy sometimes. Oh so, yeah, I know it was a lot. Well, that was including wow. supersets and everything, but it was just insane. Um, and a lot of the movements were actually like very bikini specific. Like there were a lot of glute movements, a lot of hamstring movements, a lot of, a lot of shoulder work, but there was always, um, you know, like the other muscle groups included like chest, triceps, biceps, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. And after a few years in bikini, like I got my feedback that I just needed to build glutes and hamstrings and that my upper body was like where it needed to be. And it's funny because that was just a couple years into it. And now that physique wouldn't even like do, do it like place at all. Like I have built like so much muscle since then. And, um, and only now am I like, okay, I think I've capped out my upper body muscle, for example, but yeah, two years into training with my other coach, like then I started writing my own programming and it was, and it was all based on just what my physique needed specifically. So glutes, hamstrings and shoulders basically. And I would just include other, like all the other body parts, but just super minimal volume on them. And that's how I've been training basically since then. Yeah, no, that really goes to show that, um, you know, how much muscle you thought you were good for before, and now you had to put on so much more. It shows how much training really does matter to this division. It's not a dieting contest. It's not about like who can be the most shredded on stage. Like you have to build your body. You have to grow your physique before you step on stage. So um, for myself, I think I was very fortunate in the sense I pretty much jumped into more of a powerlifting regime as soon as I got into the gym with my significant other and we were at like a university gym so it was like a whole bro gym vibe and I just lifted around lots of dudes and yeah they lifted heavy like heavy shit so I did too and so I feel through that I really maximized my beginner gains and was able Mm -hmm. to grow quite a bit within a few years and of course staying on top of it um, I was eating like over 3,000 calories a day which was a lot like I was eating a lot for that time which was the first time I ever ate so we know how much that matters for growing and building muscle. So yeah, um, yeah. the things went wrong when I yeah. started having more injuries and balances and could no really like no longer train in that style. And I, and you shouldn't anyways, like if you are growing for bikini division, you should be training differently than a power lifter. Yeah, definitely. I kind of feel like I had the same beginning Gabby. Cause like when I first started lifting, like I started really like training with my younger brother and every time like we get together it's kind of like we just hype each other up a little bit too yeah. much so we we're like lifting quite heavy for like my size especially like I got my and again I wish I could squat but I can't now because of my quads but I was squatting like well over 300 pounds and I was like <laughs> yeah and I was like way smaller than I am now and I could never lift that much now like, like I would like probably break myself, but I definitely feel like I utilized the beginner gains as well too. Cause like I just went ham and I, I built like a foundation. It's hard to downsize your muscle though. It's really, really fucking hard, which I'm like trying to do with my quads, but Mm-hmm. Well, like, um, it's good for beginners to hear this, I think, because if you are wanting to do a competition for the first time, and you think you can just use like booty bands and do like a lot of reps, like, 
you are technically not making the most of your opportunity if you're new to training. Like you should yeah. be putting on the heavier, relatively heavier weights, ideally doing with some coaching or instruction from a personal trainer if you haven't done it before. Um, yeah. But yeah, don't waste your time doing a lot of like banded work. Like it's great for warmups and it has a time and place, but yeah, put on some weight. You'll, you'll see yourself grow so much quicker. Yeah. It's so I'm true. Like- I'm like reflecting back to my like original statement, like when I like came out the gate being like, it's the most boring <laughs> training category. But like, honestly, I have been nothing but held back with my training, like in being in the bikini division, except for my shoulders and my glutes, literally like completely isolated though. Like it's only lateral raises or front raises or rear delts that I can like go as hard as I want or with strict glute isolation that I can go as hard as I want. Every other movement I do, like I'm just picking like a super lightweight and just going through the motions. Like all my training is, is, and I used to train so heavy, like on everything, like on back days, especially. And I noticed my, like just my torso and my rib cage and my lats and everything just gaining size and even my obliques and everything. So like, I haven't, like I didn't train biceps or triceps or like anything, like anything other than glutes and shoulders, really like truly training for years now. So I think that's why, like in my head, I'm always thinking of bikini as like limited training compared to how I used to and compared to how much I enjoy it. Like every yeah. once in a while, I'm just like, I can't take this anymore. And I'll just go deadlift and squat and rack pull and leg press, like, and just like destroy myself because I'm just like every once in a blue moon because I just want to get it out of my system. <laughs> yeah, and that'll come down to like your body type too, right? Yeah. Like I'm yeah. such an ectomorph that like I need to lift that way. Like I've been off the gym for a week and I feel like I'm like a half the size is what I was. A little bit of body dysmorphia, but um <laughs> <laughs> but um no, like yeah, so it's definitely different because I started like I injured myself actually quite a few years ago. Um, and if you follow me on Instagram, like I post quite a bit about it and about my like recovery and how seriously I took my recovery last prep. And that definitely made, or it held me back from training a lot for like seriously years. Like I started training really light as well. And like, I was just scared, like everything I was scared to do. Cause as soon as I would feel good and like pushed myself, I'd like blow my back out again. So um so yeah I started like pussyfooting around everything and when I went on stage last time I just like I just wasn't satisfied and I was not happy with like how everything was looking and I was like man with a three-year off season I should have made like way more progress than what I did and I like really looked back and I was like hey what was I doing before that I wasn't doing now and I was Mm -hmm. like lifting heavy because I'm scared so yeah, you I, have a lot of muscle like you really thanks. do so don't thanks be but don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> thank you but you know I just feel like you know three years is a lot of time to do a lot of damage and I feel like I could have done more with my time and like but it was the fact that I just like I wasn't pushing myself hard enough with my training and that's something mm-hmm. that I've ch- changed sorry Gabby yeah, I was just going to say though quickly. So, do you think some of that your reason you weren't pushing yourself as hard is because you said like you did gain more body fat, you couldn't really see your definition, your muscle. So you didn't really maybe you didn't know how much muscle you had put on or hadn't put on during that off season? 
Um, yeah, potentially, like, I definitely know I did progress and I, I definitely changed like my shape quite a bit. Um, but I feel like, no, I just feel like I, I didn't utilize my time as much as I could have, because again, if you follow me on Instagram, I've posted recently my, just this year, what my body composition change looks like. And my mindset is different now with my training. And that is why I've made the changes even in this last year. Like, I feel like I've made more progress in this last year than I did in my COVID three year off season. Because mm. I'm just utilizing food better, my time under tension, my rest times, like everything is just like calculated. And like, I feel more in control of everything. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's working. So which is exciting you guys both like time your rest periods or like what does that look like for you at the gym um I I do in a sense where like I look at the clock like an actual clock and Mm -hmm. I just know like usually 30 seconds to a minute for me I just have to make sure I don't get sucked into my phone between sets that's Mm -hmm. my that's why I keep an eye on the clock so I don't fuck my training session up pretty much because damn man I'll start scrolling (laughs) Allison how about you I don't I feel like I am like talking in circles about my training but I train pretty much intuitively like I have and I I have trained intuitively for like years as well it was just like okay do I feel like I should add more weight. Do I feel like I want another set? Do I feel like I should take a longer rest? Like, but I wouldn't have been able to get there without having gone through like a structured program and educating myself on training and, you know, like coaching and writing programs and everything and becoming in tune with my body. And like really similar to what Ashley was saying before, like how I don't train like I used to. Um, Mm -hmm. and I could have made so much more progress with my training. So anyway, long story short, no, I don't really look at the clock. I just go based on how I feel. How about you, Gabby? I feel that, um, I, I go more by how my heart rate is. If my heart rate's like really high, like I haven't recovered from a previous set, I'll take a bit longer, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just more in tune with how my body's feeling in that moment. Um, but I was like also going to say, it just, it sounds like both you ladies had to figure it out what works the best for you. So what do we, what kind of advice, like, would you give to people that, you know, they don't have a coach giving them a specific, like super tight program. Like what advice would you say is the best if you are wanting to train for that bikini division, um, but you're just starting out and like, you are growing, you're not at that point where you have to like really minimize training. Yeah. I would just say do your research on like what a bikini um like what they're really looking for like we kind of mentioned what they're looking for you know like nice cap shoulders small waist high tight glutes blah 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 but um I feel like you just need to like be objective look at your body and kind of create a split that you know targets everything but what you need to work on and just fucking go for it I feel like if you're just beginning, like get in there and just, just go for it. 
Just like lift. just start lifting stuff. <laughs> yeah. Don't be afraid to start. I think the number one thing for me, like number one is, is your training effective? And that was like the biggest change for me. The first two years, like I was training for the bikini division. Like I was happy with the exercise selection that my coach had, but um, were the number of sets correct? I don't think so. I think perhaps they were too high, the number of exercises, but mostly the, like, was my form correct? Was I actually performing the exercises as intended and actually engaging and utilizing the correct muscles for the muscle group that I'm actually trying to target? Like for example, kickbacks, if I looked at an old video of how I used to do cable kickbacks for glutes, yeah. I'm like, what was I working? Like my oh, whole yes. body and like my lower back. And yeah. now I'm like, you know, I'm like leaning over, I'm kicking my leg as far as I can. My back is arched like completely like a C shape. And now I'm like standing upright and keeping my pelvis tucked and activated. And I'm actually squeezing my upper glute as I pull my leg back and like it's night and day. Like it doesn't. Yeah. So I think for totally me, that. like as a beginner, I think you have to learn the form of the exercises you're doing. Um, and even if you're a beginner and you can't really afford full-time coaching, if you can even just do one or two in-person sessions and just get someone to show you how to use machines or how to perform the exercises that I think will take you so much further because then it doesn't, then if you can't afford a coach and you just spend a few years doing exercises you see bikini athletes doing at least you're doing them correctly yeah no that really matters is the the form obviously matters but also I think there's an aspect of social media that's showing ladies especially even bikini athletes doing exercises that are kind of pointless I'm just gonna come out and say it Mm -hmm. um there are exercises that you might feel your muscles engaging like you might feel them working but it's not directly applying force on those muscles So like I can definitely go full like physics mode of talking about this forever. But there are exercises like say um, one that always bothers me is like, you know, the pull up assisted pull up machine where there's like the actual thing that you put your knees on to help assist you. I see ladies using that for like some sort of quasi like push down like a leg press press down. Yeah. 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 And it's like that doesn't you might feel your leg working but that is not actually applying the force like on the glutes on the muscles you want them to so don't just like pick up on social media what you see as well like talk to a coach or a trainer or someone else who's competed and like has a good coach or trainer and and really look to what exercises will benefit you which actually will help you grow and yeah don't just do the ones that you see people doing filming it from good angles just because they have good glutes doesn't mean they got those glutes from that exercise it's so true like I feel like simplicity sometimes is so key Mm -hmm. like you don't need all these big fancy things or fancy movements and stuff like that um and a lot of those movements too that you see like for instance like bikini competitors on Instagram doing like if they're kind of unique a lot of those are like accessory work that like maybe they are doing just for like a little detail but if you're just beginning and you need that like base of muscle I just say like get your compounds down and yeah just don't waste your time in there either like learn how to properly do the lifts like you ladies said and just don't waste your time like 
use those movements use that weight for sure shit out of your glutes (laughs) yeah I have um basically done the same exercises for like three years now like when I have clients that are like every like two weeks they like want to change their training because they're bored I'm like no (laughs) no going yeah we'll see progress just like just keep going yeah you have to learn to love the feeling of training Mm -hmm. and like you know it just kind of happens naturally like I don't know about you guys but I actually get such a good endorphin rush from training like I feel sad if I don't get to sorry Ash I know you can't (laughs) yeah I was just gonna say yes I know like (laughs) I actually had anxiety like leading up to like leading up to this just knowing that I had like five weeks off like I I actually had anxiety leading up to it because I feel mm-hmm. the exact same so yeah like you have to love the process of training and not just keep thinking like oh I can't wait to the part where I get to wear my show day suit and look good on stage like yep yeah, that part will come but mm-hmm. if you prep and diet down early and you haven't built very much muscle like you will just be sad because you will look very small on stage and yeah. I don't want you to feel very small <laughs> So um, why don't we kind of like dive into the glute aspect because obviously glutes are a huge part of bikini mm-hmm. and I must say you both have stunning glutes. Gabby, you <laughs> are literally booty ass queen. So <laughs> I need to know how did you grow your freaking glutes? Cause like you had a side-by-side, I believe just like the other day. It was like the same pose and like your glutes now compared to then it was yeah. significant. It, even yeah. And that was like only a couple of years ago, which is very strange because like I feel when I look back on, I built most of my muscle from heavy compounds, like my deadlift. I mean, it wasn't as insane as yours, but like it was pretty good. And then I squatted a lot. I leg pressed a lot. I didn't even start hip thrusting till like a couple of years into my training, but I totally believe that was a huge part of um, my glute gains as well but like yeah the past couple years has just been about refining and targeting so in with that it means like I love my kickbacks I love my RDLs um, anything that's just extremely targeted where I'm feeling that muscle squeeze and engage and I know there's a force directly being applied on it has been like my key and like um also using the abduction machine properly <laughs> not just like jumping on it's like doing some weird like pseudo squat and like kicking your legs out like no engage like target your glutes don't just kick your legs like you want to feel that glute upper glute glute medius like doing the work squeezing you're not using your legs like momentum so I think a lot of it has just been really targeting the areas I needed to grow and it makes a difference when you're feeling yeah feeling that in the moment like if if if, while I'm training I don't feel my muscles engaging I will stop and reset yeah and like is there any lifts in there that you like went heavier with compared to some other Mm -hmm. lifts where you took it lighter and higher reps like where did you find that with those two like did you find one works better for you over the other or do you use a combination of both yeah any compound like I'm probably going to go fairly heavy um I've just always liked how that felt um until the past couple years when I yeah like I said I worked through some imbalances in my low back so I can't really 
go as heavy anymore. So I'm kind of more in that 12 to 15 rep range now, rather than lower rep for like deadlifts and compound movements, but anything in terms of kickbacks, abductions, like I could be doing drop sets for like 20, 30 reps. Like I will keep going until so-called failure or actual failure. Sometimes that happens too. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys for glutes? I oh man I've had three days a week for glute training um and I did that for eight months the last like the last few months I've been doing two days a week again um but with my new coach Paul he had me on glutes three days a week and there were hip thrusts every glute session and they would be low rep medium rep and high rep Mm. and so I really got to get very comfortable and very familiar with hip thrusting um, even more so. Cause again, yeah, it was something for me too. Like the hip thrust really became super popular about three years ago. Is that about right? Maybe even. I believe it was invented in 20, I want to say 16, but I feel like it was before that. I know there's like people that have claimed that they were doing it like 20 years ago which I'm sure there were but it became very popular yeah like 2016 it started coming out but it's really like the last like two to three years that it's like like the whole saying the thrust is a must um yeah well yeah. Brett Contreras he yeah. is the guy who claims to have invented it yeah um and yeah he really blew it up with uh especially with yeah. his like what is it called the glute bible the glute lab the glute lab yeah yeah not really like yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. so I yeah so I did like hip thrusts three days a week um for like eight months and I I, it made a huge change (laughs) yeah um it really really did and uh but before that like I was doing all my own programming and I would always have like a a shortened glute movement day and a lengthened glute movement day so like the lengthened would be like you know like hip hinging like rdls or um split squats or you know good mornings or and like even kneeling smith machine squats which there are many like training gurus out there that are like i love those i don't care what anyone says i know i love them them. i'm like that was actually my primary glute movement for a year and a half and that was the year and a half that i saw the most glute work glute growth was from kneeling smith machine squats with the exact same activation and sort of engagement as i would feel on an rdl mm-hmm. so i have pretty much primarily switched to rdls now for my like primary lengthened glute movement um or like high foot narrow stance but high foot like hat sled hack squats um like that i really get a good lengthened activation and then for shortened the shortened glute movement, which is like the hip thrust movement or the kickback movement. That's where you're kind of compressing the glute onto itself rather than stretching. And yeah, that would be hip thrusts or Smith machine donkey kicks or kickbacks. Um, yeah, pretty, like pretty much that's, that's it for the glute exercises that I do. And I just repeat them and I do them in different variations of reps and set like rep ranges and sets, um, when I write programs. So yeah nice yeah I found that like me personally I used to this was before I hurt my back um and like 
I had looked back on old competing pictures and I was like, damn, my glutes were like way better back then. And again, I thought, what was I doing then that I'm not doing now? And it was definitely sumo deadlifts. Those were like so amazing for me personally growing my glutes. Those and um, so I've like incorporated doing those again. Um, and I've been able to build them up again without hurting myself. So yay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, definitely hip thrusts. But for me, I have to be really, really careful about my quads. So, um, and we're really pushing to like build that tie in. So my coach, Jamie has me doing, um, um, a lot of like just purely isolated glute movements now. So that would include like kickbacks and just anything that's not a squatting movement for me. Mm -hmm. I am not doing any of that anymore. Um, as of, um, like literally two weeks ago, we changed that because my quads grew two inches since my show. (laughs) Yeah. So talking about quad dominance, um, yeah, like some people, it seems like everyone's body is different, right? Where my -hmm. quads definitely grow quickly as well, but I can almost work around them pretty easily and make my glutes grow. Um, So everyone's kind of got their areas that just naturally want to grow for whatever Uh, reasons probably their body mechanics or just like what they've been used to in like doing movements through their whole life right yeah so I've also like recently learned different cues and techniques to help activate my glutes too because that was something that I really struggled with was Mm -hmm. actually like literally activating my left glute like I actually had to go to physio and stuff to help it (laughs) because I had such a hard time. Um, So I was like really lacking um, the whole like upper glute, like glute medius, glute minimus, because I just couldn't activate it like literally at all. Um, But after, yeah, after learning different techniques, that's also really helped. So just really focusing like when I'm doing the exercises to like really almost suck everything in when I'm like doing that movement and when I'm doing hip thrusts or glute bridges I'm not hinging at all it's I'm scooping everything if you think about that like and this is something that as soon as I teach this with my clients it's like everyone's like oh my god the difference so like Mm -hmm. literally instead of doing that hinge you're like scooping and sucking (laughs) and like really (laughs) squeezing everything and as and I really do think that as soon as you learn how to really have that muscle mind connection and really activate that it'll seriously change everything for your training because then you can really start focusing on like Allison the way that you train like lighter if you're doing those quality quality reps with the lighter weight you're going to get the results too that's just it. And like, I wanted to touch on this because I, I feel like it was not clear and it's been the back of my head the whole time. Like uh, it was the next thing I wanted to talk about was training intensity because it yeah. is so, can we move into intensity now? Yes. Cause we covered glutes enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. Almost. probably not. We could talk about glutes for like 80 years, but yeah. Like we'll just move on to like another section of the glute. <laughs> yeah. But like the intensity is so important. So yeah. when I see people saying like, Oh, well I train really hard. And I'm like, no, I don't think you do. 
because it's like you can tell when somebody is like in their set like they're not distracted they're not looking around they're not just going through the motions or they're not just lifting as heavy as they can and thinking that that's hard training like you're in your set like I am like what muscle am I training and every single part of my brain is focusing on that and like for hip hip thrust for example I see lots of girls putting two three four plates on their hip thrusts I do maximum a plate and a half on my hip thrusts ever pretty much and I feel like I've made very good glute progress but again it's that it's the scoop it's like scooping and holding your pelvis where it needs to be and, and planting your feet where they need to be. And like, that's why I was saying earlier, like make sure you're training effectively. Like I, I don't have to train heavy, but it doesn't mean that my effort or the output is lighter than the next person. It's definitely more like, even if the weight is lighter, because it's actually making that one muscle that I want to work work to its absolute maximum potential not just slapping on a bunch of plates and using whatever muscles in my body are going to get that get that up off the ground I think that's like the major key as well is like when we're training we're training to grow specific muscles for a specific shape and look like we're not training to be able to jump the highest off the ground or sprint the fastest like that's a whole different sort of more functional training like bodybuilding especially bikini it's not functional Um, it's very specific. So when you see someone who's training, you know, we're most likely closing our eyes and we're being extremely present and it is an intense feeling, but it's not going to look like I'm pulling the most plates off the ground or pushing the most weight in the gym. And that's okay. Like it's, and if you are looking as a bikini competitor at girls doing hip thrusting a ton of weight and you're feeling, Oh, why, why can they do that? Should I be doing that? Probably not. Like that's maybe they're training for a different goal or they don't realize that they're not actually using the muscles that they're wanting to grow for that purpose. Yeah, exactly. And like, like you said, like, I like being strong and I, Mm -hmm. I personally feel like I have, well, my brother even says like, I have old man strength. Like it just comes out (laughs) of nowhere, (laughs) but, um, but that's not my goal. And that's not, when I walk into the gym, that's not my focus either. That's not what my training looks like. And that's not, what I care about yeah it's cool and it's fun and it makes me feel good but that I don't that's not the goal you're right because <clears throat> especially as like a bodybuilder and this goes for any category the judges don't give a shit how you got there they just care about what you look like mm-hmm. at that specific time you're on stage that's it yeah they don't care what you did before or what you're gonna do after so yeah. you know just like don't like I said before like just don't waste your time in there make sure you're like utilizing there are going to be people out there with the genetics to train however they want Mm -hmm. so again take what you see on social media with a grain of salt um because there are people out there that are going to win shows doing everything quote-unquote wrong yeah and and they're still going to win because they are genetically blessed with perfect insertions. Um, insertions is like where the muscle actually attaches to the bone. So like that will depend, that will give the muscles different shapes, right? So for anyone listening or who doesn't know, but like their insertions could be perfectly placed 
Um, so they might have higher glutes where somebody with a low, like a longer glute insertion will have longer glutes. And so, you know, like they could be doing everything wrong. They could be training however they like and have, and naturally have like a microscopically small waist. Um, whereas if I trained the way they did, maybe my waist would really grow quite a bit. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. also important to talk about, um, because you're also, not always just about growing um it's also about inhibiting too right like for myself I have to wear or I was requested to wear a waist trainer to inhibit my obliques from growing um how about you guys anything like that um I naturally have a very small waist Mm -hmm. but um I'm super like rib prominent for instance so Um, but I just got some fake titties to fix that. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, like since the beginning of my training, um, I just have never trained my core weighted and I started doing these like side dip things, you know, when you like first start training and like you hold a fucking 45 plate and you're like doing these side things. Like I did those a little bit in the beginning, but, um, yeah, right away I was told by somebody like, you know, your, your core muscles are are just like any other muscle and if you're training them especially with weight they're going to grow so like if you're training your core weighted just know that those muscles will get thicker so since the very beginning I've like never really trained my core weighted so yeah I have like a crazy difference in my waist from stopping training core. So before I had a coach, yeah, I did those holding a 45 pound plate and inside oblique dips. Yeah. And then I would even go on the extension machine and hold a plate at my chest and do side oblique dips. And I did weighted ab work like every couple days for like three or four years, I swear to God. Yeah. And my waist on stage at my first show was 26 inches. I stopped training core entirely. I didn't even waist train yet. No vacuums, no waist training, no nothing. I just stopped training core. I was the same weight. And a year later, my waist was 24 inches on stage. So it was literally two inches less just from stopping training core. And then the next year I started incorporating doing vacuums. And then my waist was 23 inches on stage. And yes, I got a little bit leaner every year that I did it. But it, I mean, that's like a three inch difference um from stopping training core yeah no that's what like it's huge because it's not just um yeah about what you are training but it's also just as much in the bikini division about what you aren't training so yeah yeah, it really yeah even for myself like I didn't realize how much like how prominent my obliques were but when I got my feedback saying oh hey you should probably wear a waist trainer I was kind of okay let's try it out and within you know just over a year I've noticed um like my off season like waistline has never been as tight as it has this year so it actually does make a difference and like once again it's not a functional thing to do like if we were training for a functional purpose you would never want to inhibit any muscle group from you know being stronger but bodybuilding has a specific purpose so yeah it's interesting yeah and to any like anyone out there with like a critical eye of that and we say that we don't train functionally, the fact that we can perform squats, benches, deadlifts, hip thrusts, we can do cardio, like our bodies are functional. So don't think that 
over here with like incapable bodies because I had so it's funny I had somebody talking about that they're like oh well I like <laughs> functional training I'm like is there anything I can't do that you can yeah like I can right? do so you can hide yeah. whatever yeah. right <laughs> yeah I'm like so anyway it just made me laugh because it's a bit of a perception that um your body is somehow like useless or incapable of performing other functional tasks because you're a bodybuilder and I'm like I don't think that that's how that works like we're still moving our bodies and then same thing with the core like yes we're waist training and we're trying to atrophy some of the bulk of the muscle but when you are training with correct form you're keeping your core activated you're keeping your belly button pulled into your into your like towards your back you're activating your core as you do your lifts like Mm -hmm. you have a strong core like you should have good core engagement it's just it's just a matter of not bulking it up to have like a bulky waist like I literally took three inches of muscular mass off of my off of my stomach so yeah I actually I really incorporated um vacuums this past probably year and a half to two years and um I got my waist to 21 inches this year that's so crazy it was I will never have that in my whole life I I was was, yeah I was trying I was yeah that's yeah see it's it's so different like 21 is like I don't think I'll ever get there it's just genetics so right my brother like Chandler he bodybuilds and like me and him kind of we know genetically we can get our waist really small. So it kind of becomes a thing between us. That's so he was prepping too. And he got his waist. I can't remember the measurements, but he got his waist like really fucking small during his prep too. So it's again with my brother, little competition, everything has to be, but I love right. that for you guys. <laughs> um, is there like you touched on this earlier, Gabby, or you said just you said before it's like sometimes what you don't train is other than quads for me and Ashley. <laughs> um, is there anything that you don't train? Mm, like, I rarely train chest specifically. Um, and that's saying a lot because I used to have a pretty good bench, like I enjoyed doing it. I just haven't benched for a while. Um yeah, mostly. I avoid squatting because it does bring up my quads quite quickly. Um, yeah, no, there's not really too much I avoid though, but right now I'm just really trying to bring up my hamstrings and upper glutes. So if I am training overall and everything's growing at the same pace, those things are still going to look like they haven't grown, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. when you do avoid um, activating certain muscle groups that are already dominant, um, like my glute max and my quads, then yeah, I can make it look like I'm bringing up other muscle groups quicker. So yeah. it's all an illusion, right? <laughs> yeah. What about you, Ashley? Is there anything that you don't train? Besides quads? No, no, I do everything and I have to push pretty heavy because I'm trying to build like overall my whole body. So yeah, I train everything except the quaddies. <laughs> I, um, I don't. I should train calves. Mm, yeah, we were chatting about this earlier. Sorry, I'm sorry <laughs> to my old coach. I'm sorry to my current coach, and I'm sorry to myself and to my clients that I program calves for. But like, I just fucking can't. I can't do it. I hate it. I do every once in a while, but I hike so much, yeah. and it, especially in the last few years, my hiking like 
Like I'll do like extreme mountain hiking, like 30 something kilometers in a day, like a whole mountain in a day, like up and down. And like, since I started doing that, like my calves are pretty juicy now. So I'm like, I have started training them more actually. I, I really have, and I'm really proud of myself for it, but I didn't train biceps or triceps for like two years. Oh, I could not do that. I just didn't at all. Um, yeah, same. Or I, calves. I didn't train calves or biceps or triceps for years, but like they're enough. Like I have enough. And so only just recently have I noticed that I could use a little bit more tricep, but um, so I have started putting tricep back in and I did put bicep back in about three or four months ago and they've just exploded to the point where I'm like, ah, they're getting too big. So I'm probably just going to stop training them again. Um, I wish I had that problem. But I, oh, and I stopped training back, not stopped, but I barely trained back for a year. Cause I used to just love back training so much. Now mm-hmm. I've kind of brought it back in. And of course, as soon as I brought it back in, my back is too big now. So I'm like, okay. And then I stopped training. I love training chest and then it started getting too big. So then I stopped training chest for like, I don't know, a year. And now I brought it back in and I'm like, yeah, I like, I love training chest, but for me, I just, I just want to be like jacked overall. So like, (laughs) I've never stopped training something because it's gotten like more jacked. Like I've recently just started to really see like my arms and like I actually was at work um I work as a barber um as like my part-time job and I was at the barber shop and like I was wearing a tight long sleeve and all the guys were like holy fuck your arms look huge and I was just like yeah finally we love to hear it (laughs) yeah and I also train calves um but again like if I don't train these like they're gone like literally I'll be like a little stick so I started training um calves like quite seriously um and uh yeah that was one compliment I got last time I stepped on stage was that my calves were nice so that's the dream I actually would love to hear that one day so I started training them like two months ago so hopefully by next year (laughs) they'll exist I met Angelica in 2018 and she told me I needed to train calves She's like, you need to train calves. You <laughs> really, got amazing calves. Like, you really need to train calves. Yeah. I'm like, okay, baseball calves. Like, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I do train them and I did start training them. But as soon as I started hiking, they grew. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. You talk about training for a thousand years. I know. Um, so to so- anyone like listening, if you have other like specific training questions, like you can, anyone can message us on our overall po- package podcast, Instagram page, like anytime you want and ask questions. Um, it can always be like a new topic for one of our next episodes, or we can just include it into something that's related if we're going to be talking about it as well. So, um, or you can message any of us and ask us training questions as well. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of the Overall Package Podcast. You guys can find us on Instagram at Overall Package Podcast, and all of our Instagrams are linked there. I'm astronaut underscore fit. Mine is Allison Ann Fitness. And mine is Gabrielle Folietta. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.